Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Wednesday, 11 January 2023. Our bit today comes from 1 Chronicles 29.13, and that says, Now, therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. So we've come to Wednesday, the middle of the work week, but nothing much has changed except the temperature seems to have fallen below the freezing mark. The day is still cloudy with barely a hint of sunshine. And I know all this gloom has to be affecting many of us negatively. But as we keep keep saying, thank the Lord for Jesus, yes? Without him in our dreary, same old, same old lives, we'd be completely lost. Yes, Lord, We give you all the praise and glory for Jesus, who not only saves our souls, but refreshes and replenishes our daily lives with his amazing love. And all God's children said aloud and grateful, Amen. Yes, my faithful brethren, Jesus is the answer, the answer to everything, the only answer we'll ever need in this life as well as the next one. And that brings us to this interesting poem from our one-year book of Bible Promises with writings by Ruth Harms Culking that shows just how essential Jesus is to us. It's aptly titled, There Are No Words. So please read with me. How can I put into words, my Lord, the flooding transforming power that sweeps my life because of you? How can I explain to anyone the soaring, surging peace that you alone can give? All the wonderful things in my life, all the joyful, glamorous things, I owe to your goodness, your grace, your love. Nothing is ever the same since knowing you. And the longer I know you, the deeper my love. Whoa! And isn't that the gospel truth, my people? It certainly is. Once we get to know Jesus, our lives are never the same. And the longer we know him, the more we come to love him because of his exceptional mercy, grace, and love. And that's why he's the answer to everything. The only problem is that If you don't know Jesus, haven't accepted him as Lord and Savior, then you cannot partake of that awesome grace, mercy, and love that he has to share and desire so deeply to share with mankind. Thus, you are missing out on the best things in life. Oh, I know some of you think you have life so good because of your power, wealth, and physical possessions. But tell me now, what's going to happen to all of that when you give up the ghosts of this life to go to the next? eh? Will living the way the ungodly world dictates help you then? Will you carry all that wealth and power and stuff with you? Absolutely not. So what's the big fuss over them all about it? And you know what? You can achieve the same level of wealth and power and stuff with Jesus in your corner. But the difference is that with Jesus in your life, at the end, 
you will go to a place of eternal life and rest rather than to one of eternal death and damnation? Oh, friends, eternal separation from the Almighty God is the worst fate that can ever befall a human being. So I'm pleading with us to be wise and accept Jesus before it's too late. For if you die or he returns before you accept him, then things will be very sad and disheartening for you. There'll then be no chance of spending eternity in heaven with him. And the only other option then is hellfire with Satan. And that I don't think you'll want, as it's so well described by Jesus in the story of the beggar, Lazarus, and the rich man, which you can find in Luke 16, 19 to 31. Basically, what it says is that the rich man lived a wealthy and relaxed life here on earth, while Lazarus sat at his gate begging and eating scraps from his table as the dogs licked the many sores on his body. However, when they died, the rich man went to hell and Lazarus to heaven. In the torment of hell, the rich man saw Lazarus reclining comfortably in Abraham's bosom, enjoying the joys of heaven while he was down here in the depths, hot as hell. Yes, friends. Then what did he do? And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things and likewise Lazarus' evil things. But now he is comforted and thou art tormented. And beside all this, between us and you, there's a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they come from thence. And that comes from Luke 16, 24 to 26. Then the torment, tormented man begged Abraham to send Lazarus to his five remaining siblings on earth to testify to them so they wouldn't experience his fate. But Abraham nixed that idea too, saying, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. And that's taken from Luke 16, 31. Now, friends, those were not my words, but those of Jesus. And if the Son of God, who cannot lie, says there's a not very nice place reserved for those who don't believe in him, then whom am I to argue with him? Eh? Instead, if I'm wise, I'm going to jump on his bandwagon and do my best to stay there, since I don't want to end up like that rich man, but like Lazarus. And that's the long and short of the story, my people. Our options are either to accept Jesus and live eternally, or do Satan's bidding and die an eternal death. Now, God's given us free will, so it's our choice. And I pray that we'll make the wise one. Like Moses told the children of Israel, I call heaven and earth to record or as witnesses this day against you 
that I have set before you, life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. And that comes from Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. Now, it could not be any clearer than that, my people. And that's why the Bible promised from our poem earlier are the words of Brother David when Israel was making their offering to build the Lord's temple. It says, Now therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. And that's how it ought to be, my fellow saints. Sincere thanks and praise to our glorious God should continually be issuing from the depths of our saved and redeemed souls. And now, for those of us who are sincerely following Jesus, let's go home declaring, whoa, believe, that's, as, that's at least the fourth consecutive time I've spelled it right, yes. So let's go home declaring our Wednesday whale, letting the whole world know of our wonderful position in Christ Jesus. As one strong and sincere voice, Wednesday, 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 I'm so glad to be alive on this Wednesday. Wednesday, 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 thank God the breath of life is still flowing through me on this Wednesday. I'm halfway home. My hands are fixed securely on the plow and I'm not turning back. I'm not looking back at the past, not focusing on what has gone before, but my eyes are fixed straight ahead straight ahead to a glorious future with Jesus. Yes, glory, hallelujah. And you know what, friends? Then there's this bit of encouragement that says, if we endure to the end, that future will be even more glorious than we can ask or imagine. So please, please, let's do the wise thing and endure to the end. Uh, much love. And the postscript for today says, there's nobody else like Jesus. And you can say that again. Yes, there's nobody else like Jesus. And you better believe it, people. There's nobody else like Jesus in this whole wide world. That's why he's the best. He's the answer to everything we need. So let's get together, be wise, and start living seriously for him now. And we pray that all of us will come together in unity and live for him. We pray it in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.